This is episode 138 of Ron's Update Podcast, a run, walk, cycle podcast. I'm at Mountain Park walking today, and I'll be giving you an update as best as I can. I haven't done this podcast since probably last November, so I've got a little bit catching up to do. So, here we are. Welcome to a long overdue Ron's Update podcast. I'm at Mountain Park Park this afternoon. It's uh, in the mid-70s, I guess. About April 28th, probably the warmest day we've had in a couple of weeks and the wind's actually not blowing real hard. We'd had some rain earlier. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I got a lot of stuff to go over. In my own mind, I do. Uh, I don't know how long this podcast will be. It'll probably be about five minutes, you know. <laughs> it's, that's the way things go. I'm just going to update from uh, the first of the year till now. This is being April. I haven't uh, done a whole lot. Of course, I don't know. It's, it's been so long that I did a podcast. I don't remember what I talked about last time. Now, I was injured near the end of last year and I didn't get to run the Galloway 13.1 so I switched over to the virtual which I think expires in two days and I haven't run it yet so if I can I might try to do 13.1 tomorrow slow but I'm, it just depends what mood I'm in you know I might just scrap the whole thing but anyway, I didn't get to run that race because of my hamstring in injury. And then I guess the end of January, the first part of March, I started running again. And I've been pretty consistent. Well, from the time that I got injured, and started going to a physical therapist. I started walking every day and for about three months there I was very consistent in my workouts. And only this month, April, have I slacked off as far as when I wasn't running, not walking, which I need to get back to doing because I really liked that. I was consistent every day. I was doing 45 minutes of something. If I wasn't running, I was walking. And uh, I did. I went to Charleston, South Carolina, April seventh, 
and did the uh, Cooper River Bridge run, which is a 10K. And it was just as a training run. And I felt pretty good. And what was amazing was it was only like less than a minute slower than what I ran Peachtree last summer when I thought I felt really good running Peachtree. At, at Charleston, which is, is one of my favorite races, and I haven't run it very many times. I think I've run it maybe three times, maybe four times. But this year, I went down there and ran that race, and, and the temperature was probably close to 60. It was overcast. The wind was blowing probably about 15 miles an hour, which was the worst part of the whole weather. You know, because when you get to the start line an hour or so early and you got to stand around and the wind's blowing on you and, and it's cool, then you start getting cold even if the weather's not that bad. Really, uh, didn't I, I was able to, there was a, a row of businesses and on the back side of the businesses there was like a, a long porch area with uh, benches and things and the wind was blowing from the other side of the buildings so you could sit over there in the porch and be perfectly comfortable so that's what I did so it worked out real well and then about 25 minutes before the race started I got up and started running around warming up when the race started I felt pretty good I think that I think that's something I'm gonna have to do now that I'm old geezer because when when I first started warming up it was like oh I'm gonna die you know <laughs> it was I was I was stiff as a board and it was just hard to get moving but after I did it for about 15 minutes or so uh, I started feeling good so when the race started I was fine and then I was doing the Galloway run walk anyway so that was uh, I think I was doing 40 20 run 40 seconds walk 20 seconds and uh, I ended up doing like a 117 which <laughs> that's not fast but I'm 76 so you have to put it in perspective when I was in my 40s I was doing uh, 40 minute 10ks now I'm in my 70s I'm doing uh, 70 minute 10k <laughs> so <laughs> It uh, kind of works out, right? I think I did a 7709 or 7702 in that range. And I came in 15th out of 60 in my age group, which isn't anything to rave about, but still, it's okay with me. And considering it was a training run anyway, I felt pretty good about it altogether. So that's uh, 
my only real race I've had this year. And I've been I've been pretty consistent on my training. I'm doing Galloway customized training program and you really you run three days a week and then cross train the other days. So I think you got six days of of workouts and one day of rest. So three days of cross training, three days of running. And I've been walking during the cross training, but I've finally put batteries and all of my sensors on my bike trainer and everything. And I think I'm going to start uh, riding it for cross training because I get a little bit uh, more of a workout than I do when I'm running. I mean walking, because when I walk, my heart rate probably only gets up in the 80s, because I'm only walking about 18, 19 minute pace, where on the bike trainer, if I ride around 14 mile an hour, uh, my heart rate will get up to about 109, peak at about 120 kind of fluctuate between that range depending on if I, you know, kind of do intervals or whatever on the bike. So I like doing the bike. Plus I can put my iPad on the little holder I got and I can sit there and watch videos. I've got I've got uh, I've got three different training things for for my iPad. I've got the Sufferfest and I've got Trainer Road. And then I've got uh, Kinetic, because that's what my trainer is. A Kinetic road machine. And uh, I don't have uh, Zwift. That seems to be the, the real popular thing nowadays that's going around because you can ride your bike trainer. You can ride your bike trainer and, you know, feel like you're riding with people because it's a kind of a social media type platform, I guess. I might look into it later, but right now, even if I had that, I'd be so slow and out of shape, I wouldn't be able to keep up with anybody. So there's no sense even worrying about that. So if I can get consistent with my uh, bike trainer for the cross training and then stay on my running program I might actually come out better than if I do do walking for cross training because I'll get more aerobic workout on my cross training days and still not beat up my legs so that'd be good this morning was a Harbin's park three and a half mile trail run that I've done the past two years and won my age group and I didn't go this morning I just couldn't get up <laughs> that's that's one of my problems here lately on the weekends I just like to get up about 7 30 and uh, that's a little late to make it to a race in the morning so I uh, 
just figured I'd scrap that and I rode my bike trainer for a half an hour got in about a little over seven miles which is what about 14 mile an hour and now I'm doing a 45 minute walk over at Mountain Park and it's about nine or ten weeks until Peachtree now last year I did Peachtree in 116 so that's why I said I only ran one minute slower at the Cooper River Bridge run uh, than I did Peachtree last year when I thought I was feeling good at Peachtree so of course there is a difference peach trees in the summertime where it's warmer and more humid and Cooper River was in April about 60 degrees and overcast so you don't get <laughs> totally heated up you know but I tell you I, I was impressed with Cooper River Bridges organization as far as uh, getting people to the race and stuff like that. Uh, I stayed at a Marriott residence in the island of, Isle of Palms, which is a little bit north of where the race starts. And the race had buses that were within a half mile of where I was staying to pick people up and take them to the start. And then when you finished the race, they had buses downtown to pick you up and take you back and drop you off where you uh, got the bus in the morning to go to the start. So it was like a no hassle get to the race situation, which was really great as far as I was concerned because when I, I first signed up for Cooper River Bridge I was thinking this is a point-to-point -point race and it starts in Mount Pleasant runs across Cooper River Bridge which is a couple of miles long and finishes in downtown Charleston how am I gonna get back in fact how am I gonna get to the start where am I gonna am I gonna catch uber what am I gonna do and then when I found out about the buses, I'm going, are you kidding me? This is great. So I have to give them kudos for that. So I did a little filming while I was uh, doing the race. You know, I was running, running 40 seconds, walking 20. And whenever I'd be walking, I'd get out my, I had my uh, GoPro with me. And I would film a little bit as I was growing along. And uh, I don't know how long that little clip is, but it's on YouTube. I think I put it on YouTube. I don't know. I'll have to check. If I didn't, I'm going to have to go and edit it and put it on YouTube. Because uh, I did, I know I did a uh, GoPro quick video on it. and put that on, I think, Facebook or something. But I'm gonna have to go check see if I did put it on YouTube. If, if I didn't, I'm gonna have to edit, edit the uh, GoPro footage and make me a little video and put it on YouTube. Anyway, 
So my next race is going to be Peachtree. I was looking on Athlinks today because I had to go on Athlinks to uh, claim my Cooper River Bridge run. And uh, I saw that it said that my goal for Peachtree this year was 115. And I don't know where that came from because <laughs> I don't remember putting a goal for Peachtree 2018 on Athlinks. Maybe it just generated one based on my previous couple of races, like the races I've done between last beach tree and now, or something, who knows. As I said, I'm doing the Galloway customized training plan, and uh, one of the reasons that it kind of crashed the first part of this month and didn't, and didn't do consistent stuff is I, I measure my HRV every morning every every morning I measure my HRV which is your heart rate variability and the program that I have on my iPhone it'll tell you it gives you a green if if everything's great you know and go for it do your normal training gives you an amber if you ought to slack off and do an easier workout and then a red if you should just rest and I had a streak of about six days about a week ago of solid amber every single day it was amber like it was telling me that I shouldn't do a hard workout which uh, on my training plan I've got a like a race rehearsal workout one day a drill workout the next day the next day that I run and then a uh, long run on the weekend which right now my long runs only five or six miles which is no big deal but the uh, HRV program was telling me to you know just do easy easy workouts you know like walking or something like that to recover from whatever was causing your HRV to be low. So that kind of, I went, okay, maybe I'll listen to this thing for a change. So that's why I kind of slacked off and didn't, uh, I skipped some days and I didn't run days I should have and things like that. And I finally started feeling good this week so my five mile run that I should have run on last Sunday, I ended running on Tuesday because Sunday was an amber day and then Monday it just rained all day and I just didn't feel like going out in the rain. So Tuesday it cleared up and I went out to Stone Mountain and ran around the mountain for five miles. Then Wednesday I did my normal Tuesday workout, which is called a race rehearsal, which I ended up running slower, probably because of the five miles a day before. But then after that I didn't run or cross train on Thursday or Friday. So today's Saturday, so I rode my 
bike trainer for a half hour and I'm doing this 45 minute walk and tomorrow I've got a six mile run and if my HRV is green I might try to do that 13.1 I don't know we'll see I'm here at Mountain Park they've been working on this park for quite a while they're putting a football stadium in it which screwed up the walking trail or running trail the exercise trail what do you want to call it and the little trail that I've always gone back in the woods they've made that part of the regular exercise trail so now a lot more people are back here in the woods than used to be so but it's still if you're just doing a short walk or a short run this is a good little park to do it because the loop is well before they destroyed the loop it was a mile loop and if you did this outside where I'm, I'm at you get a little bit more than a mile so on today I'm like walking out 22 and a half minutes and then turning around to get a 45 minute walk in and I'm not walking very fast today I don't know if that's because I'm talking I just can't walk when I talk <laughs> I can't walk and talk anyway so I've uh, got the peach tree in nine or ten weeks and then I have registered for Disney's Wine and Dine. I originally was going to do the half marathon and then I said, well, why don't I just do the 10K? It's the day before. It's going to be on a Saturday because the half marathon is going to be on a Sunday. That way I can go down there like Thursday and Ryan, my middle son, and Laura, my daughter, are going to go and run it. We've already registered for it and I've made, made reservations at uh, Port Orleans Riverside. I got a suite down there so that we all three can stay in the room, split the cost. So that's going to be, I hear a fire truck off there somewhere. The uh, races, race weekend is like uh, November, I'd say first through the fourth, that, air, that time frame. So I've got plenty of time and I told my coach, Chris Twiggs, that's, that was my goal race. So I've got a long time to train for that 10K and Peachtree will just be like it's always been to me, just a summer race that I run. I've really never ever trained specifically for Peachtree. I mean, I've, you know, I've wanted to be in good shape for it, but it's never been like my major goal race because back when I used to be a serious runner, most of my goal races were later on September, October time frame, not July, the hottest part of the year. So I always did most of my race 
serious races in the spring and in the fall. And back when I was doing the uh, Disney Marathon and Half Marathon almost every year, of course, I would, I never ran one of them good either. So <laughs> I think, I think the fastest uh, half I did at Disney was probably a 157, 156, and uh, probably my fastest marathon down there was like a 448, which was, at the time, I thought was a slow marathon. And I think the fastest one was the first one I did. That was back in 1996, because even if I was in shape, we'd always go down to Disney couple of days ahead of time and my kids would be with me and of course we'd go to the parks for two days so on the third day I'd run that marathon and I'd just I'd pretty much just be beat as far as you know your legs are shot from two days of walking around those parks for 12 hours and then go run a race on the third day it just it was uh, never you know, a race that I was ever going to get a good time at, so. But, you know, 448, that was okay. And I think the slowest one I ever did was a 505. And then, uh, 1999 was my last marathon. That's when I decided I would retire from doing marathons. You can probably hear cars going by. This uh, walking trail at Mountain Park goes along the, beside the road for about a quarter of a mile. And that's where I'm at right now. But anyway, what, I, what was I saying? We were talking about the halves at Disney when I quit doing the full. Yeah, I think I quit. I quit. And my last marathon was 1999. Then I started doing halves down there and I did like 2000, 2001, 2002. I think I skipped four and five. I think I did 2006, 2008, 2011. So I started skipping them, you know. So this year we're gonna go do the 10K instead of the half. You can see a trend here, right? Go for marathon to half marathon, to 10K, <laughs> and next, next I'll be doing 5Ks. But, so I got, I got that Disney 10K in November, the first, about the first week of November, and then of course I, I'm, I signed up for the Galloway half a long time ago. Probably, I think it was the day after last year's race was over so I it was fairly inexpensive to register early so that's what I did so I've got three races scheduled that are locked in and if I start feeling good and really getting into running races again I'll I'll start uh, 
doing some of the uh, Xterra trail races and the Dirty Spokes trail races. They're, they're fairly, you know, three and a half miles, four miles in that range. They're just fun trail races. And of course, I want to crank my drone up whenever the wind quits blowing and it's nice weather out. I was planning on doing that uh, this year, but uh, I never have got around to it because the weather's been mostly rainy and windy or just cold and windy. So that's another project that's been on hold for a while. And of course my podcasting hadn't been too consistent either. And I always say I'm going to do better and I never do. So I'm not even going to promise that to you. I'm just going to whatever happens happens. Of course this lot this uh uh, Ron's Update podcast. My disclaimer is this is a, uh, you know, whenever I feel like it podcast anyway, it's not got any set schedule. My Lost Trail Runner podcast has a schedule that I consistently miss, which aggravates me because I want to be consistent with that. I want to I want to do one every other week and the problem is when I don't feel like I have anything to talk about I don't do one and I don't you know I could research some stuff and make a podcast kind of like a trail running news podcast or something if I'm not out running and doing various things but I don't ever do that I'm just lazy I guess when it comes to doing a podcast so I'll just uh, you know plus plus I hate to uh, have to sit down and script one as you can tell by this one I just kind of uh, wing it and a lot of these podcasts that I listen to are very, you know, they're organized. Mine's not organized. Never has been. And I can guarantee you it probably never will be. Because it's just me talking, carrying on a conversation. One-sided conversation, but conversation, you know. So that's... Uh, the way it's going to be. I've got in about 26 minutes now of this walk out of 45. I'm going back the other way now so you can hear cars again. I turned around. I was going out and back. So I got an email from the Galloway half marathon that the hotel reservations just have just opened up downtown near the start of the race. And, I've been thinking that this year, you know, I might just get a hotel room down there. It's only about a block or so from the starting line, and it's a, and a lot less hassle than having to catch a MARTA train down there and stand around for 
hour or two in the cold weather or whatever kind of weather it is. Could just stay in the hotel and then when, before the race starts, just walk out and get in line or get do a little warm up first. So I figure if I get a reservation, the race is on a Sunday, Sunday morning. So I think the 5K is on Saturday. I get a reservation for Saturday night to Sunday night. That way uh, I won't have to evacuate the hotel Sunday morning. I can come back after the race and relax and everything and then go home in no rush, you know, just check out when I want. So that's what I may do. I uh, actually made myself a to-do list this morning of things I wanted to get done. And I have an app on my phone, which also syncs with the app on my computers called Things 3. And you can make to-do lists and projects and things like that. And uh, they automatically update each other across the different platforms. And so I made myself a to-do list this morning and working my way down. And if I give myself structure like that, then I get things done. Sometimes if I don't, I'll just uh, kind of procrastinate and sit around, watch some YouTube, or I've got uh, NBC Sports app on my uh, Roku, and I've got a subscription to Premier League and to cycling, so I get to watch, you know, the the major races in Europe. So I, I get hung up on watching one of those bike races and you can sit there, sit there for three hours because like this past couple of weeks the flat, uh, Liege, Baston Liege was on and so was the flesh, was the flesh, I can't even pronounce it. I won't even try, it's a Belgium race. And of course Paris Roubaix was on, or Roubaix, however they say it. And you can sit there all day and watch those things and waste a day, which is what I end up doing. If I don't have my to-do list telling me here, you got to do this, 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 and this. And once you get all that done, if you have some time, then you can sit down and watch some cycling or some Premier League soccer. But today was a good day because the only time I watched any bike racing was while I was eating breakfast. As soon as I got through eating breakfast, I turned off the TV, got my to-do list going, and I'm still working my way through it. After I finish this walk, I gotta go to the grocery store next. Then after that, I don't know what I gotta do. Maybe I'll I'll run out of things to do on my to-do list, and then I can publish this podcast. Maybe I'll just add it to the end of the to-do list. That way, if I don't get it done today, it'll be the first thing tomorrow. So anyway, I've about run out of things to talk about, so I think I'm just going to end the podcast and hopefully get it out to you 
and maybe I'll do another one sometime soon. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe.